Wake up and smell the coffee. Hi, Mom. Guess what, honey? Your cousin Sarah's getting married and wants you to be a bridesmaid. Wow, her and Andy? That's great news. But, Mom, I really don't want to be a bridesmaid. I have five seriously ugly bridesmaids' dresses already in my closet. And it's not like I could even get into them. Allison, you've got to be there. You and Sarah used to be such good friends. I know, and we are, Mom. It's just that I'm sick of everyone asking when I'm going to get married. Your time will come, honey. But it won't if you keep eating those potato chips. I can hear you crunching. It's only nine o'clock. No wonder you're always a bridesmaid. Mom, I heard that. That's not fair. Fine. Yes, I am eating. I'm eating potato chips at 9 a.m. Is that a crime? Look, I'll talk to you next week. Go put the date in your diary. May 9th, eight weeks' time. And the engagement party's in two weeks, on March 28th. How they found a venue who do a wedding at such short notice, I'll never know. But it's better than them eloping. Anyway, speak soon. Bye. Eight weeks. Two weeks. I don't need this. What I need is more chips. Why does disagreeing with your mother always make you eat? Fine. Thanks. I'm... I'm meeting my friend. Um, oh, I see her. Oh, I'm so sorry, Hillary. I know, I know, I know I'm always late. It's been another day of office hell and... Don't worry. I've ordered steamed dumplings, stir-fried noodles, and the batter-dipped crispy chicken with that sticky sauce you love. Ooh, right on time. You're too good to me. And that smells too good, too. Mmm, looks great. Oh, that's the stuff. I've got to quit my job. It's too stressful. I only just managed to get out in time to meet you. My My life's just just not not my my own. Seriously, you say the same thing every week. If you're that unhappy, you've got to do something about it. Yeah, but listen, I've got great news. Remember Sarah, my cousin, came to my birthday? Andy, who she was with, proposed, and she said yes. Yay, that's so nice. He seemed like a great guy. They've already set a date in May. The bad news is, is that I'll be a bridesmaid. Again. That means I've got to lose eight pounds in as many weeks. It's so hard to lose even a little bit of weight. Well, you're not going to do it by eating all the chicken. I thought we were going to share. Hello. I'm Judith Wirtman, and I'm the author of The Serotonin Power Diet. I'm here today to talk to you about why people tend to eat when they're stressed, angry, agitated, and all those other discomforting emotions that make us reach for a cookie or something else that we know we shouldn't be putting in our mouths. But when we do eat it, we tend to feel better. What I'd like to do is really explain to you why it is that when we eat certain foods, we actually do feel better and how the brain is involved in this positive change in emotions. 
Allison is a 20-something paralegal at a intensely active law firm where she feels that she is unfairly given too much work to do, has to work too long. And on top of that, when she is able to get home and relax, is besieged by requests by her mother to lose weight and to finally get a boyfriend. She tends to deal with these situations by eating, which of course doesn't help her relationship with her mother and doesn't help with her relationship with her scale. But what I'd like to show you today and share with you today is how Allison manages to overcome these obstacles in her life, a boss who gives her too much work, a mother who nags her too much, and seems to solve all these problems through the wonders of eating carbohydrate. The website is called the Serotonin Power Diet, and anybody going to that website will find information about the diet, a online support group, people to contact if you want personal information about your own dieting needs, and anecdotes from people who have been successful on this diet. Here, kitty kitty, there you go. Where did I put that leftover pizza? I know it's in here somewhere. Aha! So, how bad was he? Hillary, what time do you call this? I just got in. Anyway, how did you know it was a bad date? Because you always eat leftover pizza when your online date turns out to be a loser? Fine, fine. He was pudgy, balding, works with computers, only talked about himself. And he ate all his sweet potato fries without offering me any. <laughs> all I had was a small piece of grilled chicken and a salad without dressing. Why not order your own fries? <laughs> Don't you remember the wedding, the dress? Give me a break. I'm trying here. I've lost a couple of pounds through total denial. She said, eating her usual pissed-off pizza. All right, Sherlock, I'll give you that. Now hang up and go to bed. I'll tell you all about my night of disappointment tomorrow. Okay, sleep tight. She's right. Did you really think you'd lose eight pounds in as many weeks? Every time you get stressed, you eat. You're here because you know you can't upset mom and everyone else. So what if you can't breathe and your shapewear makes you feel as if you're wrapped in duct tape? You just about got into your new dress. Hi, honey. Hi, mom. Is that a new dress? Turn around. Let me see. That is a lovely color on you. Mom. Have you seen Sarah and Andy? He's such a nice boy. <sighs> yes, I have. And he's a man, not a boy. Look, there's Amy. I must go say hello. The buffet looks delicious, but you'll feel even more uncomfortable if you eat. Hold on until you get home. Guess I'll have to, but then I'm having a big bowl of cereal and a peanut butter sandwich. Duty done. Many people think that the reason they feel better after eating carbohydrates is because they taste good and we enjoy chewing on a cookie or a bag of potato chips. And 
oftentimes when we say, well, you know, carbohydrates are going to make you feel better, the answer is, well, of course, everybody likes eating a piece of chocolate. So how would you know that carbohydrates are making you feel better by making more serotonin and not just by pleasuring your taste buds? So, how was the party? It was fine, but stifling, literally. My dress was so tight I couldn't eat a thing. All mom could say was that the color suited me. I knew exactly what she was thinking. She pressed all the right buttons then. Yeah, I've got to find a quick weight loss diet or I'll be even more overweight by the wedding. I've six weeks to go. Remember that one I went on in college? The mono diet? Yeah. You were allowed to eat only one food for a week. So you ate nothing but carrots and wound up turning orange? It was Halloween, and some guy asked if I was dressed as a pumpkin. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Then last year, I tried that diet where you have drinks that are only 100 calories each. You could have just seven in a day. It was inhuman. I got so angry, I ate even more. One night, I made brownies from a mix I'd hidden away and ate the entire pan. (laughs) Wasn't there another diet someone at work told you about? The fat flush diet. She lost 17 pounds in two weeks by drinking two bowls of soup a day. They contained just MSG flavoring and celery, and your fat cells were meant to shrink and disappear. And that lasted... (laughs) Ten days. I lost three pounds, but could barely get out of bed. I felt so weak. Seriously, I really have to do something before the wedding. What about that high-protein diet? Tried that, too. I could eat all the fat I liked, even bacon strips smeared with cream cheese. Then I noticed my mouth tasted as though I'd swallowed a skunk, and people moved away when I spoke to them. I felt awful. Was that when you also fell out with your mom? Yeah. She got cross when I didn't go over one Sunday because I was so tired. And I knew she'd only make me feel worse. Do you think it was the diet making you feel grumpy? I really stopped because of the devil's breath. It was too embarrassing. You really have tried everything. The trouble is that I'm not so overweight that I need bariatric surgery. I've just got to lose a few pounds. You've just got to find a way to stop overeating when you're upset. I don't know. I eat when I have a bad date. I eat when I've had a bad day at work. I eat when mom gets to me, which is pretty much always. It's hopeless. Most of us know serotonin because it's the chemical in the brain that antidepressants activate when people are suffering from anxiety or depression. But what most of us don't know is that when we feel moody or tired or have an inability to focus or concentrate or feel out of sorts, sometimes it's because serotonin in our brain dips down below levels that it normally should have. This can happen to any of us. Sometimes it happens to many of us late in the afternoon. If you are feeling changes in mood, either because you are stressed from your boss or a relative or world events, It may be because serotonin levels have dropped below the level they should be to keep you feeling content and relatively happy. And when you eat a carbohydrate food, more serotonin is made and you really will feel better. What a beautiful day. Finally warm enough to be out without a coat and no sign of rain. (laughs) 
kids don't know how good they've got it, as if having to go back to school on Monday were the only bad news they'd ever heard. Which reminds me, how are things at work? It's been okay, but the strangest thing happened. My boss yelled at me for supposedly losing a file I'd put on his desk just before lunch. Normally, I would have said sorry and just shuffled back to my desk via the vending machine. Instead, I went in his office, looked through the papers on this desk, found the file, handed it to him, and went back to my chair. That must be a first. Had you been doing stress relief exercises? No, it sounds odd, but I think it might have been what I had just before lunch. You mean happy pills? No, I had a piece of matzah. Why? In the kitchen, one of the associate lawyers was munching on a piece. She told me she munches on matzah a couple times a day. How come? Isn't matzah just flour and water? She said that when she eats matzah, or a slice of bread, she manages to handle the stress of her insane workload without going to the ladies' room to cry. Because of magical matzah? That's just it. She, Sophie, said her brother is researching how starchy foods can make you less anxious or stressed. She gave me a piece of matzah, and maybe that's why I didn't get angry. You sure it wasn't just a coincidence? Maybe, but it happened again. Last Sunday, I met my sister Abby to go to mom and dad for a family brunch. We went via that street fair, and there was a guy selling roasted corn. Abby asked if I wanted some, and naturally I said yes. Mmm, I love roasted corn too. It's so juicy. <laughs> anyway, Abby hates the grilling we get from mom maybe more than I do. What are we doing about work? Why don't we settle down with a nice boy? Abby usually deflects. I usually get cross. But this time, it was different. Despite mom going on about how successful her neighbors, sisters, coaches, friends, pen pals, daughter, Bethany, or whoever she is, I didn't get annoyed. I just said I was pleased for her and left it there. Dad said, you must be sick. You've not attacked the dessert. I just didn't feel like eating. Hi there. Hey. I can't believe it's Wednesday already. Have you ordered? Yes, the usual. It's on its way. But hey, I couldn't wait to see you. I had just got done teaching a first-year class and passed a notice board with flyers. This one leapt out at me, and I thought of you. Which food will make you less stressed? Protein or carbohydrate? If you are interested in helping our study, please call. This has got to be for you. So, I called them. They want women aged between 21 and 70, non-smokers, not on medication, not currently on a diet, not pregnant, and not obese. Did they mention women who've still got to lose six pounds in a month to get into a bridesmaid's dress? Not exactly. You have to go to their lab, where they give you a protein drink one day and a carbohydrate drink another day. The drinks taste and look alike, so you won't know which is which. Afterwards, you do some computer tests. How stressful is stress testing? It sounds like at least some stress, and I have enough of that in my life without asking for more. I guess so, but they can't be too bad. Anyway, I've booked you in. You did what? Trust me. Here comes our food. Okay, I give in, but I'd hate to know what you do for your enemies. Hey, it's me. Oh, hey. So, how did it go? 
you won't believe how awful the study was. The first day I went, I got the drink. And then an hour later, they put me in a room with just a desk, computer, calculator, pen, and paper. Sounds like a prison cell. Or worse, work. Just wait. First, I had to do six arithmetic word problems. My worst nightmare. You remember those questions about trains that leave Boston and Cleveland at the same time, and you're meant to work out when they pass? No pressure, then. I just guessed. Then there was a questionnaire about my mood and stress levels. You can imagine how much I wanted to go in the next day. I hope you did. Yes, tempting as it was to stay away. What happened the second time? I did it all again, but after the different drink. The problems were still awful, But the crazy thing was, they didn't bother me as much. Did you pass the test? Who knows about the math, but I do want to know how I came out on the stress test to see if one of those drinks really did make me less anxious. Keep me posted. I want to know too. Hi, Hillary. Come in. I've got the box set ready. Hey, hey. First... Tell me how you got on with your math homework. Did you go and see them? I didn't just see anyone. I saw the professor leading the study. Well, assistant professor. He's about our age, wasn't wearing a wedding ring, and adorable. Whoa there. Did you get your results or go on a date? I wish, but the results were interesting too. Not the math scores, naturally, but my stress scores. They're so different. How come? The first time the professor... He said I could call him David. Said he was worried because my stress count was sky high. So sweet of him. But the next day, it was much lower. And? David said I was calmer after the second drink, which was just carbohydrates, sugar substitute, and flavoring. I could do with one of those when I present my master's thesis. Yeah, David. He has amazing eyes. Really dark with long lashes. (laughs) David said there was nothing special about the carbohydrates in the drink. I could eat any starchy carbohydrates and would feel less stressed. So there is a pattern. You ate matzo before lunch, and you didn't crave a candy bar after your boss yelled at you. You had corn and didn't get so annoyed at your mom that you pigged out on dessert. Then you drank a carbohydrate drink and didn't get stressed out about math. Yeah, but what do I do now? I know that carbs take away stress, but I can't just eat a sandwich every hour in case my boss happens to scream or my mother calls. Ask David. It'll give you an excuse to call him. Genius! So, did you call David? Did he explain how carbs help with stress? Yeah, he explained. Like, he really wanted me to understand. The point is that carbohydrates have to be digested first, which takes about half an hour. So eating carbs after I'm upset will help, but not immediately. And I should avoid carbs with fat, like chocolate or barbecue potato chips. Fat slows digestion. I remember that from biology. Anyway, when the carbs are digested, serotonin is made and we feel calmer. That rings a bell, too. Serotonin's made from an amino acid, right? Tryptophan? Wow, you were paying attention. It was like a trick question. Everyone assumed you had to eat protein to make serotonin, because tryptophan is found in protein. You know, that post-turkey sleepiness. Right. 
But eating protein doesn't make serotonin, and there's not as much tryptophan in protein as other amino acids. There's also a barrier between the blood and the brain, so all the amino acids have to fight their way in via a tiny passageway, and tryptophan loses out in the rush. David drew these amazing diagrams. Isn't insulin involved, too? This was like two pages down from the chapter about diabetes, I think. Yes. David said insulin removes the amino acids from the blood and pushes them into the cells. The tryptophan stays behind and then gets through the passageway into the brain because the other amino acids are no longer around. Clever. Yeah. If you have just a few pounds to lose, carbs can decrease your stress. You won't comfort eat, so you'll be lighter and happier. Allison plus carbs equals serotonin equals happy, full, and flirty. All those other diets I tried don't manage this carb thing, which is why I'm always hungry on them and never lose weight. And you'll never guess. Remember the law associate who gave me matzah? She's David's sister. Does she know you were in the study? David said he never reveals who is in his studies, but I'll mention it to her. It's important to do experiments in a laboratory setting in which the person who is eating the carbohydrate doesn't know that he or she is actually eating that particular food. And measuring stress levels, energy levels, feelings, moods, before and after eating a carbohydrate food, which we predict will make that person feel better, and after eating a food that won't make that person feel better because the food won't make any serotonin. Fat food usually is a protein food because we have found in our research that when you eat protein, could be tuna fish or cottage cheese or turkey or steak, it's good for you, but it will not make more serotonin. So how do you do this kind of experiment? Well, to begin with, you don't tell the person what that person is eating. So what you do is make solutions, drinks, that contain either carbohydrate or protein. The person doesn't know what she or he is getting. And when you test the moods after you know the drink has been digested, what you do is set up a laboratory situation in which you are stressing the volunteer. What you do is give the person usually a computer-generated test that is doomed to fail so that the person who's doing the test can never get the right answer, and that will cause enough stress. And you see whether the degree of stress is related to whether the person had a carbohydrate drink, which should make the serotonin and decrease the sense of stress, or after a protein drink, which should have no effect on the stress. And this is what we did at MIT. Do you remember we did this when we bought snacks before class? What did we call it? Our good mood trolley dash. We got anxious even then. Now it's because I've got to present my master's thesis on Monday and have to get through the weekend. I start my new job the same day. Real estate. Who would have thought? I'll need to munch something while I brush up my math. What shall we get? David told me to choose good snacks. We need to eat things that contain 24 to 30 grams of carbohydrates, no more than 3 grams of protein, and as little fat as possible. He suggested things like Cheerios, oatmeal squares, rice cakes, pretzels, breadsticks, and matzah. How could we forget? Some of those cereals have sugar. Should we avoid them? Where's that biology knowledge from last month gone? Brain all full of thoughts of Dr. David. <laughs> Sugar is a carb, a simple one, though, whereas starchy carbohydrates are complex and take more digesting. We should eat less sugar, though. Hey, look, let's swap these plain pretzels for the peanut butter kind. 
No way. Too much fat. How about some fruit? David said that even though fruit is good for us, it doesn't make our mood better because it doesn't produce serotonin. I suppose an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and we don't want to do that, do we? Hey! So, you think this diet really works? Definitely. I even tried it out with mom. She called my cell phone yesterday, but I didn't answer. Instead, I measured out some oatmeal squares and ate them after I called her back. And? Naturally, we argued about my going into real estate, not law school, and she still thinks I won't fit the bridesmaid's dress for next week. But when I'd hung up, I ate the oatmeal squares and 30 minutes later, I felt calm. I didn't feel like eating. And I've just two pounds to lose now before the wedding. Results! Well, on Monday, I'm going to eat matzah before I present my thesis. I'll do the same before I start my new job. I'll obviously also have to ring David to tell him he's bound to be interested. It's important for people to understand that nature has given us a way of losing weight, that we don't have to follow a diet that causes your skin to turn orange or a diet that makes you feel frantically hungry or a diet that causes you to have bad breath. It's very, very simple. You just have to make sure that at least once a day and maybe an hour or two after you've had a meal, that you have a small snack. And when I mean small, I mean small only about 30 grams of carbohydrate. Look at a box of breakfast cereal that you might have in your kitchen. Take something like Cheerios. What you will see on the box of the cereal is that a whole cup of Cheerios contains about 28, 30 grams of carbohydrate and will give you about maybe 100, 120 calories. That is all you need to eat in order to get your brain to make serotonin. You should have this snack pre-measured if possible. You don't want to keep your hand going into that box of Cheerios or cookies or whatever you're eating until you feel better. It's much more productive and will save you any kind of weight gain misery if you pre-measure the snacks. And you should be eating it on an empty stomach two or three hours after your last meal, because if you don't, you are not going to get the effect. But the key thing is, you must wait. The change in your mood will not come about as soon as you put that last Cheerio in your mouth. It will take at least 25 or 30 minutes for the food to be digested. Think of it this way. If you had a headache and you wanted to take something to relieve the headache, you would take the number of pills prescribed on the bottle. And then you wait. You don't expect as you swallow the last pill that 30 seconds later, the headache will go away. No, you know better than that. It will take time for that pill to be digested. The same thing happens with carbohydrate. Don't keep eating until you feel better. It'll be like taking more Tylenol until that headache goes away, and then you'll end up in the ER. Take your pre-measured snack, the right amount, 30 grams of carbohydrate, and then wait. And I assure you, you definitely will feel better in about 30 minutes. It won't take away the argument that you might've had with your mom, but it will make you able to cope. And if you can cope, you're not going to eat and therefore you'll lose weight.